everybody welcome back to another episode of d3 glory days on the sidious mag podcast network i'm noah drotty joined as always by Stu Neustadt, the top talent in Division Three, descended on Kentucky, on Louisville, Kentucky this weekend for the D3 pre-national meet. And we have a real treat for you today. We brought on the two winners, the men's race winner and the women's race winner to uh, give insights on the race. Before Stu gets into that, as always, if you want to support this podcast, there's a few ways to do it. You can check out the show notes for all the links, um, but like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, buy some merch from our website, tell a friend about the show. All that stuff really helps us spread the word. We've got some cool things in the works for you guys. Yeah, well, let's keep the business in short today. Stu, who do we bring on? For those that missed the pre-national race, Evie Boltemeyer and Simon Hayes were the winners of this year's pre-national meet down in Louisville that previews where the national course will be. We spoke with Simon first to get his insight to the race and hear kind of where he came from as a runner and when he made his move to win the race. There's a lot of competition going on in the OAC and he's very excited for that. We also kind of talked about how he's changing his goals now that he is the most recent pre-national meet winner. And then Evie Boltmeyer came on and talked about her win as well. She had an interesting perspective as she had a race, the CMS women, and had a, was sandwiched between four of the runners in the top five. Similarly to her, she made a move that ended up giving her the victory. And we discussed a little bit about her training and how she's handling not being on campus for this season. She's currently getting her master's in physical therapy. They're both excited for the end of the year and what it takes to do well. Evie has been an All-American in the past, while Simon has not. So we're, we're excited for both of them to take on the rest of the season. Also, be on the lookout for a meet recap article coming to the website this week. We're getting into a little bit more written content, so stay tuned for that. Thanks to both student athletes for taking some time to sit down with us. We, we really appreciate it. We know things are busy in their lives this time of year. As we inch towards nationals, we'll keep some, some current coverage coming at you. We'll also um, sprinkling in some of our normal long form interviews. We're back every week. Until then, here's to the glory days. Welcome back to D3 Glory Days. We have a great episode this week featuring both of the pre-nats champions. To get us started, we're joined by the men's champion from Wilmington College, Simon Hayes. Simon, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing very good. Awesome. How, are you still coming off that high yet of winning pre-nats? Uh, a little bit. It was, uh, it was pretty unexpected. So uh, I don't want to say unexpected, but it was... It was very good. Very good race. Yeah. Let's take us through it. We know we were able to see some splits there and it looked like, well, I guess the website only had about two checkpoints and it looked like you moved up throughout the race and reading some tweets, it looked like you made a decisive move later in the race that ended up getting you the victory, but take us through, you know, from your perspective, leading up to the race, middle of the race, when did you make that move and kind of give us that play by play? Yeah. So uh, going in, I kind of knew that like I could, probably have a good chance to be you know top five top 10 and just wanted to try to compete to win so you know I put myself in probably 
top 20, top 30 for the first little bit. Um, and I was right around that lead group right at the mile. And uh, there were some couple guys I was like watching and wanting to, to kind of stick around. And, you know, sometimes when you go in with pre-race plans, um, they don't always go to, to what you think they will. You know, I kind of found myself around the two mile mark right at the, the top of that, that lead group. And uh, right around halfway point, I saw, you know, Jeff Joseph from Mount Union. He was, he was making a move to, to push. And I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, he's starting to run away with this. If, if no one makes a move, he's just, he's just going to win it. So I kind of made that move right around the 4K to, to close in on him. And, uh, you know, I probably caught him right around 5K and just kind of decided there that I was feeling, you know, feeling good and just kind of went for it. He, uh, he actually, what's not shown on the splits, um, he actually caught me again in the race uh, with about like 800 to go. And he passed me again and like was really going for it. And uh, I just fought, fought him to the line. And it was, it was a crazy finish. Is this the biggest win of your collegiate career? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Like I'm, you know, I might've run like a couple of races in high school, but nothing to this level. Were you kind of think, were you, was that going through your head in that final stretch when you were like, man, I just don't want to let this slip away when he caught you back with 800 to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit, I actually um, raced him earlier in the season. Um, so, and that race planned out, you know, it panned out a little differently. I, um, you know, I made a move with 5k to go and I just kind of ran away. You know, that was that. And I think I won that race by like 20, 22 seconds. This time, you know, when I started to make my move, I thought for sure that I did enough to, to kind of pull away. And he showed up again with a K and he was still right on my shoulder. He was doing everything to, to fight. And I knew it was, you know, it was going to take a lot more than anything I've ever given to, to try and win the race still. Is there an extra motivation knowing that you'll see him at the end of the month at conference? Yeah, I'll see, I'll potentially see Jeff like three more times. And that's, you know, that's everything, just being able to, to race the same guys over and over. And, you know, I have a, a big belief that anybody can beat anybody on any given day. So, you know, you just got to show up day in and day out and, you know, keep trying to do the same thing over and over again. As the pre-Nets champion, you'll start going through the rest of your season with a, with a target on your back. Are you prepared for that? I think so. <laughs> it's definitely been a, a, an overnight shift where, you know, I feel like I was on that bubble on the outside kind of looking in um, and trying to, to fight be, being one of that top, you know, one of those top guys in the country. This is a, the, a huge confidence booster. But, you know, with that win, it does come that pressure. And, you know, I just got to find a way to, to handle it like I've handled other stuff before. So I think I'm ready. It's, it's going to be different, though, for sure. While you were winning in Louisville, John Carroll was out in Pennsylvania running their race. Alex Phillip runs 2339, also in your conference. How excited are you for that conference meet? It's going to be absolutely crazy. And what's awesome is we actually host this year. So it's going to be on our home course, but it's absurd to think about. I'm going to say it, I argue that we kind of have three of the top guys in the entire country um, right in our conference. So just being able to battle those guys, how much, you know, like we did in the, in the track season and now in cross, it's, it's really cool to, to see. What is your home cross country course like and, and what kind of moves do you think are going to decide the race there? 
man, that's kind of like spoiling it for other people, but like, well, I'll give you a little insight. They, pro- they probably don't. Nobody really listens to this podcast, so oh, it's, sure. it's, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's a good course. It's I'd like to say it's a true cross-country course. Basically, the first you know couple miles are made up by, by Big Loop. Then we cut to the, the front of campus, and that's kind of, you know, that's something different that I don't ever see on other cross-country courses. We actually run through our campus mall. And um, so that whole second mile is just, you know, all on the front of campus. And we make our way back to practice soccer field where our big start line is. Then you hit about three miles and it's crazy because the last two miles are all in the woods. So that's where, you know, you make or break the race. So it's definitely going to be a lot different for some people because they might get to the, the woods and think that this course is absolutely awful. But in my opinion, that's what that's what makes it cross country. So you know, it's not necessarily a flat, fast course, but I think it's a pretty fair course. And uh, people have run fast times there before. So it's definitely going to be a really good showdown when it comes to, to conference. We should take a step back really quick to figure out, you know, where you came from. You know, you're the pre-natch champ, but you take a look back at your previous cross-country season, as everyone knows, it was now 2019. You were 43rd in the Great Lakes region. You left the pandemic hits, you leave as a 1457 5K-er. This past track season, you run 1435. Now you're the pre natch champ. How did this come from? What was your training like? You know, it's a broad question, but you kind of had overnight success as you kind of alluded to earlier. I mean, I'll start with a pandemic hit. We basically were all pissed. I mean, we were all mad all at once. And uh, Ron, my coach and I, we kind of talked and we wanted to kind of keep things like they were going to be normal. So we did the, you know, the time trials in the spring and just, you know, I used it as a time to, to ramp up my mileage for the first time in my career at that point. And, you know, my freshman year as a cross country and indoor runner, I was still running about 70 miles a week, which running 70 miles a week is a good starting point. But I knew as if I wanted to be a good collegiate runner, like I would have to, to get up there. And so that spring, you know, I ran, I think 90 miles a week for the first time ever, but then I definitely came down and just tried to stay consistent around the eighties. And that summer was the hardest summer I had ever worked. And then basically did more time trials uh, for that fall of 2020 for cross country. I ran a couple of, of races. I think I ran the, the Louisville classic again, and then we went to Indiana for the Terre Haute meet. But other than that, I was just, trying to train as much as possible. And uh, this summer, I I really got after it after this, you know, after the spring, I was running close to 95 to 100 miles a week, a lot of the weeks, kept it consistent, you know, I think consistency is a really big thing when training. It's just the way that I've always ran. So staying consistent, high mileage and just doing what my coach says. What does the win at pre-nats do for your national meet expectations? Or I mean, before this, did you really have national meet expectations? Yeah, for sure. I, after track, I, you know, actually I, I left my freshman year kind of, uh, kind of upset just because I, I really wanted to, to be all region and um, have that shot to make nationals. And I kind of fell apart the last K. And uh, what's funny is, you know, Jeff and Alex are both in my freshman class and as freshmen, they both made it to nationals. So that definitely left the chip on my shoulder to, to really try and make it my sophomore year. But you know, as we all know, everything got canceled. And so it just forelonged everything. And, you know, I really wanted to, to make nationals and track and, and that was a kind of a big achievement. So 
after I finally made my first national meet, you know, I think like from here on out, you just, as long as I do what I, I think I'm capable of, like nationals is the, the thing to get to, but I definitely have some, some big goals. And I think that after winning the pre-nats meet, you know, some of those goals are changing a little bit. Um, so I won't say too much, but I'm, I'm really excited to, to get after it with some of the best guys in the country. You seem like someone who likes to set high goals and if they fall short, you get a little upset. How much did that performance at the national meet 10 K you finished 13th um, last spring kind of motivate you this summer? Yeah, it motivated me a ton. You know, I went in, yeah, I was ranked, I think 10th going into the race eighth or 10th. And uh, I, I wanted to be all American and you know, that, that obviously hurt a little bit falling short, but you know, as everyone knows in the sport, there's always ups and downs. So um, not getting too focused on it. Um, I took about two weeks off after that race and knew like just to try and get it out of my head as quick as possible. And then when training started for the cross country season, it was basically go time. And so I just, you know, got to work and really focused on the, the next new set of goals. And, uh, you know, if they fall short sometimes in the past, it, it doesn't stop me from to setting even higher goals and trying to better myself for the next seasons. You've been working hard for a long time now, 100 mile weeks over the summer. Cross country is a really long season and we're just now starting to get to the important bits of it. What are you doing day to day just to kind of stay fresh mentally, physically, and uh, not lose sight of, you know, championship season before it gets here? One of those things um, comes with our AT staff at Wilmington College. They take really good care of us. Obviously, running that much mileage, you have to, you know, you have to take care of your body as much as possible. So I'm basically in there almost every single day taking care of my body with like the Normatech boots and then the hot tubs and cold tubs and stuff. Also, as a collegiate athlete, it's it's really important to eat healthy as well. My dad and I kind of have this belief that food heals the body, making sure like I eat enough like fruits and veggies and stuff. And like um, we make these protein shakes that um, kind of clear out our systems and and those like help with inflammation and stuff. So all that basically added up on top of each other only keeps you, you know, healthy as long as you can be healthy. Uh, mentally wise, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty motivated person most of the time. So it isn't that hard for me while I'm in season and while things are going good to, to stay motivated. Um, you know, when things are going bad, it's good to have those teammates to help you pick up, you know, help pick you up. So I'm, I'm really happy how things are going right now. And I just kind of want to stay on that high of high motivation. When we launch that D3 glory days cookbook, we'll have to reach out for the uh, protein shake <laughs> recipe. I have it on my phone. It's in my notes. I'll have to, I'll have to send it to you guys. Yeah. We'll have our publicist reach out. We'll wait till after the season. So that way people don't take advantage of it in season right now. Yeah, absolutely. We can't give any edge to anybody. Yeah. You don't want everybody on these shakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take us through, you know, the dynamic now with your team, you know, I'm sure you were the leader going into this race and now all of a sudden, you know, you win the pre-national meet was it's only been a few days since you won the race, but have you noticed a shift at all with your teammates or anything like that? No, no, not really. Um, it was funny because, um, for being in like Southern Ohio, um, there's a big like community of Browns fans at Wilmington college. Um, so a lot of my teammates, um, my dad's actually from Cleveland. So that's why I got all caught up in the Northern Ohio hype. But uh, they came over Sunday, the day after the race, and we still all watched the Browns game. So, you know, it's all the same. We're, we're a super close, tight-knit group. Um, and 
none of that's really changed. I, I kind of joked with them. I was like, Hey, like, you know, I'm starting to do things I've never done before, but just so you guys know, like, I'm going to be the same person. I'm going to be the same weirdo. I always am. So they're, they're very well aware that um, things aren't going to change and, and we're really, you know, we're really close. So it makes it good. When I won pre-nationals back in the day, I, I changed dramatically and just became too cool for all of my friends immediately. Yeah. I mean, I was just constantly dealing with the media <laughs> attention and whatever. So I just had to find new friends, basically. So it's good that you're yeah. a little more humble about it. Well, I'm glad Stu was here to, you know, stay with you along the ride. So we, we reconnected later in life. Yeah, he pushed me to the my, side. He pushed yeah, I, cut him out in, I cut him out entirely after I won pre-nats. I can't believe how we haven't talked about how I won pre-nats yet. And we're like, <laughs> we're like 20 minutes into this. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm that guy always on Tfers and stuff. Are you just messing with me? Or no, like, no, he's no I did. I did, okay. but this was like, this was like 10 years ago. So there, there's be no reason that for you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> that was your senior year. So now you have to go on and beat be at least eighth or better and then you'll have a better career than noah that's true he's got he's got a faster pr already though that was one of the 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 big things ron and i would um we were already talking about like you know you don't want to be the guy who wins pre-nats and then just doesn't even make it to nationals so just trying to stay focused like it's really important to stay focused these these next few weeks i think there's like six weeks left of the season um and everyone counts every race counts so um, that definitely keeps me motivated too, but yeah, don't want to be that guy win pre-nats and then just not make it. What are some ways that like, kind of keep your mind off of running and racing? Like, do you have anything you do outside of that, that keeps you grounded? Yes. And no, I tell people all the time. Like if people ask me like, what's up and stuff, I'm like, nothing much, just running, working in school. So, um, I work at a local coffee shop. Um, so that's pretty fun, but nope, nothing else really. Just running's the main deal. Is your does your coffee shop are they you guys able to ship anywhere? Oh yeah, uh, Stu and I were talking about that. We're gonna hopefully, uh, my fa- I shameless plug. My family actually owns this shop. It's called Kava House, but okay. uh, we've been open for it'll be seven years in October or October twenty fourth. But yeah, we're actually setting up an online store right now. Um, so yes, Stu, we would like we would love to ship you guys beans. Could we um, do like a, we could do like a glory days roast. Yeah. Yeah. Roast session. Yeah. So yeah, we just what's crazy is I, yeah, <laughs> everybody can roast me and then while we'll, drinking coffee, it'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this would be great. <laughs> I got to pick up one of the new uh, D3 or not new, but I got to pick up one of the D3 glory days mugs so I can, you know, drink my coffee with the mugs. We don't want to be a part of collaboration and the work. Yeah, right now. Made episode. This is amazing. <laughs> this whole thing is turning into an infomercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So as we get into October, things are heating up. Obviously, conference, regionals, nationals, the big three. Of those three, though, you know, where is your heart at? Obviously, the national meet is where you want to be. Regionals. Everybody wants to win a regional. <laughs> but how important do you think is, is OAC to you, to you guys? Explain the OAC to those maybe who aren't in the OAC. Yeah, you know, I'm honestly not too sure yet. It's, it's one of those crazy things, um, you know. There's some people who, whatever, you know, they might be in a conference where they win conference championships all the time. Um, in high school, that was kind of how it was. Like, I, I don't like saying that, but like, um, I didn't come from an insanely strong high school conference. There was one other runner who him and I always battled it out my junior and senior year. But, uh, you know, 
in, in the OAC, this is a tough conference. I mean, like I said earlier, there's three of the best guys in the country in our conference. Um, so to win an OAC title, like you got to work really hard and to be able to do something like that. But I also know that, you know, the guys who might go one, two, three at conference could be right up there at the national meet too. Those last, you know, four or five weeks of just those last three races are going to be some tough battles. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. What are you looking forward to about the off season when nationals is finally over and, you know, life slows down a little bit. What, what kind Ooh. of things are you looking forward to then? Probably indoor track. <laughs> ah, there we go. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I, uh, running kind of keeps me busy. Um, I like staying busy. I don't really have any free time and I'm okay with that. Like just going on to the next thing and keep doing, you know, chasing the dream, just keep fighting every, you know, every season to keep getting better and better. In your opinion, who are, you know, maybe five guys, you don't have to name five, up to five guys who you're going to be, you know, looking over your shoulder for come, come November. Yeah. I, uh, I could name you probably 20. I'm always on T for don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, no, don't, no, don't. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, Alex Phillip is, you know, he's in my conference. Um, I'm actually pretty close with Alex. We, I actually went to Cleveland over the summer and, and grouped up with him and some of the John Carroll boys for a long run. So, you know, Alex Phillip is hands down one of the best runners in the country. And then obviously the Williams boys, I think uh, Elias and Aiden are definitely, you know, coming off of that, that by, I guess, by year, by semester, um, they, you know, they're going to be tough battles. And then the Wartburg dudes, you know, they're, they're really tough. So I think that there's a ton more guys who are going to be in that mix. And, you know, it was crazy because I, I guarantee you that there were some of the, the top teams in the country this weekend, probably, probably overlooking me. I probably would have looked, overlooked me. And there are some guys out there who are probably listening to this, who have that chip on their shoulder, like me, just wanting to, you know, go out and prove, prove themselves at the national meet. So I'm looking forward to, to just being able to race another race like that with, you know, some of the best guys in the country. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it. We're glad cross country is heating up. Congrats again on the big win at pre-nats and, and thanks for joining us. We'll be cheering you along the way. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. If you go out, uh, you go out and win nationals, we'll have you back for the, the whole hour long shebang. Oh gosh. All right. That's no pressure at all. No pressure. <laughs> All right, welcome back to D3 Glory Days. Moving right along to the women's champion from the pre-national meet down in Louisville this weekend, Evie Boltemeyer out of Trine University, just married, and now Evie Miller. Congratulations and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, we're excited to hear about your race. And it looks like similar to Simon's race we just spoke to, you know, he was trailing a little bit in the first two splits that you can see online. And then he made a move and it looked like it was a similar race strategy for you. Take us through, you know, how you played out your race. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for what was going through his mind, but my, my mind was saying stick with the pack as long as possible. Cause at least if I could be patient with them, um, I could make it through at least a good portion of the race. And then, keep my eyes open for any breaks, which happened. And luckily my coach kind of pointed out when the break happened, cause I was 
kind of just tucked in with the group and then I just happened to see my coach and he was like, oh, wait, there's the move. So yeah, that's when I, <laughs> that's definitely when I woke up and was like, okay, I need to go. So <laughs> yeah. And then just at the end, it was basically all I had left the second half. So what were your expectations going into the meet? How are you feeling, you know, physically and, and mentally about your preparation up to this point? Mentally, I was honestly just a little nervous. I get nervous for like all my races because I really want to do well all the time. But I still didn't put all of my expectations into this, the race because like I knew whatever happened, I was going to be happy with what I had. It was my first 6K race of the season. And yeah, it was pre nats but it was still going to be a good race no matter what. Physically, I felt a little rocky. My calves recently started feeling like they really needed to get a little attention because I'm not up at school like usual because I'm in graduate school. So I don't have the athletic trainers around as usual. So physically, I was kind of that made me a little bit more on the nervous side, but it seemed that I did well anyway. So yeah, I guess I had whatever I needed to because I just pushed through it mentally and that helped me get through it physically too. As we saw CMS won the team race and for a while there you were grouped up with three or four of them. What's that like seeing like a massive team pack in kind of the individual battle? Oh yeah, it was, I was looking right behind them. I was hanging out between all four of them and it was pretty intense, but it was also kind of good because I knew that they would key off of each other and everyone else seemed to key off of them as well. So I figured that it was a great spot to be kind of right behind in the mix of them. And that's kind of what paid off. And that was kind of the wall that I was behind whenever I didn't notice the break. So kind of had to get around that, but yeah, it was kind of interesting to see that group and then thinking to myself, Oh, look at me all by myself, but I didn't let myself get too intimidated. I just kept my options open. You've been a multi-time All-American, both in cross-country and in track. You know, most recently you were sixth at last year's cross-country. Then, you know, you have the range and we're an All-American this year in the 1500, placing sixth as well. Winning this race, though, where does that stack up to your All-American performances? I was actually talking with my coach after this race, and he definitely thinks that this is probably one of the biggest, like, pre, like, before even getting to regionals and nationals, it's probably one of the biggest races that I've ever like won, which yeah, it's pretty incredible considering it's this early in the season, but yeah, nationals is always pretty big, but it feels good to have a big race like this under my belt. I know with the last time we had pre-nationals, I did technically get second, but that was after the course got oh, all yeah. wonky. So yeah, I, so, I mean, yeah, it didn't technically count, but I mean, it was still kind of there. It wasn't a great race for me that day either, but. <laughs> you mentioned you don't have, you know, as much access to the uh, athletic training facilities that you were accustomed to. Are What is your like training situation like? Are you seeing your teammates on a day-to-day basis or are you doing a lot of stuff alone? Most of my stuff is alone, especially last year. It was hard in grad school with how intense like my schooling is to be going up to Angola all the time because that's a 15 minute drive from Fort Wayne. So it is kind of hard because I feel I miss my teammates a lot, but we've actually been doing something recently where we've been doing 
team bonding activities. So the team bonding activity that I get to do on a weekly basis is FaceTiming a couple of the girls just to get to know them for a little while. And it's kind of nice to, especially for the freshmen, because I haven't really gotten to meet them and kind of makes me feel good to like let them meet me, but also I want to meet them because they're going to make an impact on the team in the future. Um, but on the flip side, at least for cross country, it's worked out pretty well. Um, my coach, Coach Raber, will come down and he'll do a workout, at least one of my workouts with me um, at a facility kind of close by in Fort Wayne because he lives in Fort Wayne. So he'll get to come down from practice early and work out with me. And it's nice to hunt to have the coach around. So, cause otherwise I'm usually by myself, but at this point I'm kind of used to it and my paces are a little bit ahead of everyone else's. So either way I would have been kind of on my own. <laughs> Is there a little extra motivation this year, just given everything that, you know, everyone's gone through, you didn't have a cross country season, you're in grad school, you're by yourself. You're kind of like the, the working person right now of D3 cross country. Yeah, I definitely make every minute that I spend running meaningful. Like I'm taking time out of my studying for graduate school for physical therapy to run. And I know my professors have been pretty like supportive of it, but I know like they know that my studying is important. But yeah, so that's extra motivation for me. But at the on the flip side, I am a team player. Like it's not just about me. I also want to run for my team. And this year we actually are really, really hoping and keeping our eyes on making it to nationals as a team. Um, it'll be a little bit of a challenge because we have a couple of girls that do triathlon and triathlon nationals are on the same weekend as our regionals, unfortunately. Um, so that kind of puts a dent on our team, but hopefully, which is why we're hoping to do some of this team bonding stuff is to hopefully bring us together and make sure that we're a pretty close knit team and we'll be there for each other at regionals and hopefully nationals. How do you feel about your training up to this point? I mean, are you where you want to be with nationals still, you know, a good handful of weeks away? I mean, obviously pre-nationals is really positive feedback but you're kind of on that knife's edge of like, you want to run well at pre-nats, but you don't want to, you don't want to run your best at pre-nats. Yeah, I definitely think I'm not hopefully at my peak yet. I know that's why we waited for me to open up this late, which was again, nerve wracking to wait this long, but I think it's going to work out in the end that I'm not burning myself out too much in the beginning of the season. And I'm saving it for conference and then regionals and then nationals knock on wood <laughs> but yeah I think I'm in a good place it's not perfect I mean my body doesn't feel perfect on a regular basis but I mean that's part of cross country you don't always feel perfect every day what's your mileage like right now or um, maybe in the summer as well yeah in the summer I actually started a little bit later because of track obviously um, I took a good couple weeks off and then slowly built up from there. Well, I guess kind of slowly. It was pretty fast, but not bad. But now I'm actually at the highest mileage that I've ever been at before. It was like 55 was my highest, but now I've made it up to 60. So it's kind of a lot for me, but honestly, I haven't felt too terrible. So as you mentioned, you've been an All-American in both the 800, 1500 and cross country, which is you know quite the range there. What's your favorite season? Ooh, man, that's a tough question. I always, I'm so indecisive about track and cross country because I like how in cross country, you're really close as a team. And yeah, 
it's a very long distance considering track has a lot of shorter, faster distances, which is why I like track so much. But yeah, I would say my favorite parts of the season is probably the team aspect and cross and the speed and track. <laughs> the, the winning, I mean, that could be your post-collegiate. That's like a, once you're done with college running, that's kind of like where you can mix and match of both of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as you mentioned, we're headed into conference, regionals, nationals. You've previously won both conference and regionals in 2019. You know, are you looking, are there anyone in the conference slash region that you're looking at and keeping your eye on and kind of see where they're at? Oh yeah. Always keep my eye out for, for Anna Tucker. I know she, she's pretty good. I mean, she also went to nationals for track and cross country. I mean, she and her team went to cross country nationals the other year. Um, and she also podiumed, but, and she's coming into herself, especially with how her track season went. Um, we didn't really get to go head to head a whole lot last year with track, but she's yeah, really becoming a great runner and she goes to hope. So hope was in a different race than us at the pre-national meet. So we didn't really get to see each other yet. And then we're always looking for the hope team in general and the Calvin team. So both in your conference, obviously. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of race are you hoping for at nationals? Like to go faster, slow. Yeah. Do you want a tactical race, hard race, good conditions, bad conditions? What, what suits you? Um, I mean, hopefully good conditions, but I mean, as I experienced two years ago at Louisville, it wasn't very good conditions. It was super soupy and muddy and gross, but I, that was even a bad race for me because I had trouble breathing with my asthma and stuff because it was so cold and it was muddy. So it was quite the experience and to also place eighth, I wouldn't say is a bad, bad race overall. Um, but I mean, in that race also did go out pretty fast because Parley Hannon like took off right at the beginning pretty much. So see how I feel, honestly, because who knows what my breathing is going to be like. But I think as far as my training has shown me, I could go out fast and settle pretty well and then still hopefully finish well. Um, that's not always perfect for every race. So, I mean, a tactical race would be great, but you know, got to keep my options open and be flexible with what I've got. You seem pretty in tune with other runners, not only in your conference, but nationally. Are you keeping track of what other people are doing, you know, at Paul Short, for example, this past weekend? Yeah, I definitely saw what Cassie Rosenbaum did. So oh, yeah. I'm excited to hopefully see her eventually. I don't, I know we're going to um, Oberlin this weekend and I'm pretty sure her team is also going. So we'll see what happens out of that. Cause I know she's a pretty great runner too. So yeah, I'm definitely keeping my eyes open, but. Yeah, is there anything that you do to kind of keep yourself grounded during this time? You know, you're just coming off a big win. We kind of asked the same question to Simon, you know, we mentioned earlier too, you know, I got bigger races coming up and while it's great to win, but you still, you know, the job's not done yet. What do you do to kind of keep yourself at peace with everything? I mean, I let myself get excited, but I don't let it like go and like blow up over my head. Like I, I stay humble with things like this. Cause I mean, I've got talents and I mean, they're God given talents. So I'm super proud of what I've got. And I love involving my family and it makes me feel happy that my family's happy for me too. And of course my teammates, like 
I don't want to like overshadow them at all. Like I'm super excited to share all this with them because I mean, yes, I won and that's great. But in my mind, it's also, I scored one point for my team and that makes a good big difference for like how our team scores as well. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're excited to see you um, toe the line in November and we always, uh, you know, we extend invitations to the winners of the national meet for the for the full on interview. So we'd uh, we'd love to see you win and, and come back on, give us the full story down the road. Yeah, I'd love to share all of that, too. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, that does it for another episode of D3 Glory Days. Thanks again to Simon Hayes and Evie Baltemeyer for coming on the podcast to talk about their wins at the pre-national meet. It was great to get a little bit more in-depth about the races and also hear about what they're excited about this coming season. As always, share this with a friend. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We're even on Strava. We have some great content coming your way, so stay tuned. As always, here's the glory days.